Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Outside Perspective. I am your host, Adam Meredith. Every week I'm sitting down with some interesting humans and I'm just trying to gain some perspective. So thank you guys for joining along on the ride. Have an amazing guest for you today. But before I get to the guest, I want to send a big thank you out to my good friends over at Jumbo Superfoods. You can go check them out jambocbd.com you can see all of their products that they have they have uh, bombs and sprays and they have a ghee and a brand new olive oil extra virgin olive oil that you can purchase and man i just got mine in the mail and it's fucking phenomenal i love their ghee but their olive oil is some next level shit one of my absolute favorite things to do is to make popcorn uh, I make it on the stove. I don't fuck with that microwave shit. It, it, it's just not healthy. I know it's not. So what do I do? I go out and I buy kernels, use a little bit of EVOO, heat it up on the stove. Boom. Got your popcorn. Now I can get CBD-infused popcorn because all I have to use is Jumbo's, uh Extra Virgin CBD olive oil, and I am good to go. So... Check them out. Use the code OUTSIDE at checkout. You'll save 20% off of the entire order. Also, they're doing buy two, get one free. So throw two in your cart. You'll get that third one for free. And then you'll save 20% off of that entire thing. So it's a win-win for everybody. Check them out. A lot of people are getting benefits from CBD, including myself. And I think you guys will, too, as well. Will too as well. That might be a double negative. That might be. Is it? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Either way, check them out. JumboCBD.com. Use the code outside when you check out. My guest today is Dr. Matt Pennell. Matt is a chiropractor. He's an entrepreneur. He actually has his own podcast called The Entrepreneur's Edge, and he is running a health and wellness clinic in the Dallas area called element is it element or elemental health and wellness i don't want to fuck this up guys let me double check for you it's one of those things you should know it sometimes you don't uh where is it element yep element health and wellness they're in the dallas area so check them out man it was uh it was a fun conversation uh Matt, actually, this is the weird thing. So this is how the universe works, and I love it so much. Uh, Matt sat down with a former guest that I had on the show, uh, my homie Ryan Hansen. We had him on two separate episodes. Ryan was a guest on Matt's podcast. I had Matt on my list. I created a whole huge list, and I'm always adding to the list of people that I would like to sit down with. And Matt was definitely on there because he seems to be you know, a mover and a shaker, and he's an entrepreneur, and you know he he he's uh he operates under that same mindset that uh that I have and a lot of other you know successful entrepreneurs have not to say I'm successful but the success is coming it's it's for sure coming you got to have the right uh tools and and beliefs and uh you got to have the right mindset to to make it for real i mean i don't know anybody who is successful that doesn't have this type of mindset so all of that to say I could tell he was on the same vibration and level that I was. So I, he was definitely a person I wanted to sit down with. Whenever I did finally reach out to connect with him, I was like, oh, shit, man. I think he is in Dallas. So he was here in St. Louis whenever I first kind of became aware of him. And then he moved to Dallas without me not really knowing. So then I was doing some more research and digging. And I was like, oh, man, he's in Dallas. Bummer. And uh, this is after I had already asked him to be on the show and he agreed and I was like you know what man um didn't realize you're in Dallas next time I'm in Dallas um I'll hit you up or if you're back in St. Louis let me know a week later he's like hey man I'll, I'll be in St. Louis so let's uh let's do it then and I'm like all right cool dude here we are so he uh he was in town we were able to connect it was fucking rad that's that's just how the universe works because I only do these in person and and I'm I'm glad I do it that way because it allows me to create an actual connection with people which is you know the basis of why i started this this podcast is i want to really connect i don't want to just have a fucking conversation if i just wanted to have a conversation i could do that easily we could skype we could zoom 
I could get tons and tons of people through Skype and Zoom. It wouldn't be fucking hard. Trust me, it would not be hard. But, and this isn't to hate on anybody else's show, I want that connection. It's very, very important to me. So I make sure I do these in person. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. If I have to wait a year to sit down with somebody, I'll wait a fucking year. I don't care how long. I'm 100% dedicated to providing all of you listeners with good content. And selfishly, I want to make a real connection. So, man, it worked out. Sorry for the rambling, guys. It worked out, and uh, I'm super happy that it did. I really enjoyed meeting Matt. He walked in in some fucking chaos, and there was a brief moment there. There's a He was outside moving his car, and I was inside by myself for a second, and I'm just like, man, this is all madness, but I'm super grateful for this. I have all these people in my life, which he kind of met in passing, and they're all here right now, and and damn, dude, like, life is good. Like, this is the journey. This is what it's all about. Uh, yeah, my house was chaos whenever he showed up. And we're in the middle of renovating. Whenever whenever I say renovating my house, I don't think people understand. Like, we did some major fucking renovations. We completely redid the downstairs or finished the basement, that is, and added a bathroom, which required us to, like, bust up concrete and do all this jazz. And, oh, man, it's been quite the learning experience, and it's been quite the process. And... I'm living in a bit of a construction zone, but it just is what it is. So he was such a flexible guest. I Such a cool dude. I, I couldn't be happier um, having met him and connected with Matt. And I, I really appreciate him, you know, taking the time while he was in town visiting to come sit down. And I appreciate him, you know, dealing with all the madness at my house. It's definitely not a normal situation. I would like for it to be a little bit more chill and controlled. But this is life. You just roll with the punches and make the best out of a situation. So that's what we did. And we have an awesome episode for you guys. So without any further rambling from myself. All right, everybody. Now is what we've been waiting for. Here's my conversation with Dr. Matt Pennell. Let's gain some perspective. Dude, that dog moves quick. That dog moves quick. Um, so you've been down in Dallas for like Small three. Boss. We might as well get a Let's little do it. selfie on here, eh? This is this has all been chaos. You showed up, it was just chaos. Everything was just chaos this morning. It's smooth now though. <laughs> well, yeah, we uh we try to smooth it out. We try to figure it out. Kick everybody out the house. That's right. We get professional. Get your own time. Get in professional mode. But uh, yeah, okay. I got my train of thought back with you. Yeah, no, you've been down in Dallas for like th- six months. You just said. Yeah. So we actually moved down there January twenty eighth. So we really haven't been down there all that long. Okay. To be yeah. So big change. It, you know what? It is and it isn't. Yeah. Um, it's a big change because it's a new area. You know, don't know a whole lot of people at first. Yeah. Or didn't know a whole lot of people, I guess I should say. Um, but at the same time, it wasn't as difficult as what I thought it might be. Yeah. And I, I truly feel it's because Dallas, to me, is just a bigger St. Louis. I mean, it's it's a bigger hub. Yeah. There are a lot more people coming in. There's no doubt about that. Oh, yeah. Tons uh, of opportunity. There's a lot of culture, a lot of opportunity. Um but it's still Midwest. You know, it still yeah. has a, a pretty Midwest feel. Like, you can drive everywhere. I mean, yeah, traffic's quite a bit worse. But at the same time, it's not New York. It's not L.A. Right. Um, and really, I, I truly feel that we've been successful to this point within the first six months because of everything that we learned in St. Louis. Yeah. And bringing that small-town mentality to a bigger area, I don't think people down in Dallas are quite used to that to the same degree. Yeah, you know, like, Dallas is very flashy. There's a lot of money, you know, a lot of nice cars, all those things. And not that St. Louis doesn't have that because, you know, there, there's plenty of it. I just think it's more prevalent when you're in Dallas and it's very showy. Yeah. And people like to be seen, you know, with all the stuff. Um, so I think really bringing a small town mentality, coming in, really caring about, you know, the people around us and, and trying to lift each other up, trying to build a community like what you're doing here. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you bring good people onto the podcast that you like, that you want to hear from. And as we've created that community down in Dallas, it's kind of funny because we find ourselves like, you know, uh, somebody that's close with us is from, 
Nebraska. Somebody's from Kansas City. Yeah. You know, a few St. Louis people. Like, one day it was crazy. New patient walked in. He didn't even know that I was from St. Louis. And he's like, you know, seeing all the, you know, the stuff and some of the blues, you know, gear, whatever. And, yeah. and he's like, wait a second. Like, what's going on? And our massage therapist is from St. Louis, too, actually. Oh, cool. And I met her down there. Really? She's, and she's a chiropractor as well. So oh. it's like this weird kind of hub. Yeah. But everybody just vibes together. So it's been fun. Yeah. Texas is cool, man. I, um, like, once my kids get older, I'm for sure going to go live in uh, Austin. Austin, I hear, is great. I've been one time, but it was when we were still in, uh, I think I was in grad school or undergrad at the time. And, and so I don't really remember getting out to explore Austin. It was just more of some of the, you know, college bars, which we had a blast. But I'd like to go back and visit Austin now for yeah. the barbecue and for going out. And, uh, yeah. you know, I hear hiking's great. Yeah, it's a it, cool area. It's a cool city for sure, man. Um, I just like, it's a very active city. Um, there's a lot of people like our age there. Uh, but again, so you got, it's kind of like a little piece of like LA in the sense of like, there's a lot of open-mindedness and like just people living a healthy lifestyle, Right. but it's like still rooted like in Texas. So you still have like that, that Midwest feel and it's like, it's a really good blend. I can definitely dig that city, but, uh, in Texas, you know, uh, well, Texas is a big state, but the university of Texas is huge too. Oh yeah. And yeah, you know, between all of that stuff, there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, it's a budding city, but a lot of Texas is just growing. Like whether it's San Antonio or Austin or Dallas, like Unreal. Dallas is still just continuously growing, dude. There's construction nonstop. Yeah, it, it, there really is. I, I mean, every time that you turn around, something else is being worked on, and it's kind of funny. I was actually talking to my wife, and when you're in the downtown area at night, yeah. there are a ton of lit up buildings. You know, they've got the. Um, the liner that goes essentially on, on all sides of the skyscrapers or, or Dallas's version of the skyscrapers, yeah. right? It's not quite New York, but, uh, <laughs> and it's cool, you know, it's lit up and I'm like, man, I wonder why there are so many buildings in Dallas that kind of go with that vibe. And I, I think it's because a lot of these big buildings are still much newer yeah, than some of, you know, the other yeah. cities. Cause it's just, it's growing yeah, so fast. A lot of fast. Dallas is new still. And you know, you get up North into like Frisco and Plano where the star is, you know, the, the Cowboys big practice facility. And yeah. I mean, it's unreal. Like, yeah, it's all that oil money down there, dude. It's crazy. They're just constantly building new shit. It's Jerry's like, world is, is growing fast. <laughs> right. Right. So now you, you opened up your practice down there. Mm -hmm. Did you already have a practice up here before going down there? Yeah. So <clears throat> just to kind of rewind a little bit. Yeah. Um, when I was at Logan, you know, I'm, I'm a big, I'm a sponge, right? Like I want to learn and grow with people that are, uh, that know what they're doing and, and that I vibe with. Yeah. And so Dr. Murphy, Mike Murphy, uh, owned performance chiropractic or split into it with other people. You know, he's been the blues chiropractor for 20 years, yeah. uh, St. Louis blues. He treated the Rams for about 15 years. And, you know, at that time I, I didn't know a lot about him. I just, you know, heard, heard really good things. And so, um, I went in as a patient just to get to meet him, see what's going on, get treated by somebody good. And, uh, you know, we just built that relationship over time. And so as we got closer to graduation, I asked to, uh, to do my preceptor as our internship before we graduate. So I did, you know, it was nice enough to allow me to do that, to shadow him and pest him for a while. Yeah, so it was cool. It was cool. It was a good learning experience. I thought, you know, what, one way or another, I'd love to learn from him, be a part of it. If yeah. I can't be a part of the practice long-term, it'll at least give me some great experience to help me. Meet some cool people, I'm sure. No doubt. And so, you know, it went really well. Uh, you know, I really like the practice. Uh, you know, I, I guess they like me. Uh, <laughs> and so over time, you know, I started kind of feeling it out there like, hey, you know, what do you think about me joining? I'd like to, you know, to be a part of this if, if possible. And we had a conversation where we sat down with the other business partners, Dr. Shane Bates and Dr. Larry Burrell. And we're like, you know, what, what do you think? And they were, you know, the conversation went essentially, you know, we don't really have space. We weren't looking to grow like that, but, um, you know, we, we like you, let's see how we can make this work. Yeah. And so from there, um, yeah, I was part of that practice for 
four years. And so I was an independent contractor. I grew yeah. my own business within that, that oh, that's practice. Cool. Yeah, yeah. It's like the best of both worlds, right? Right. So you have your own LLC. So, yeah. you know, it's Matthew Pennell LLC. So I was out marketing, doing all those things to, to grow because then we all split into overhead. So it's a great way yeah. as a new chiropractor to not get beat down right off the bat. Oh yeah. yeah and you like you created your own position within the, yeah. the organization. And they just, you know, they're really good to me. They helped me grow and learn a ton. Yeah. And so then I sold my portion of the practice to my business partners and now they are seeing my patients. Mm. And so, you know, then it allowed me to go down and, and start in St. Louis. But you know what? Those guys were great. They're always like, Hey, if, if something, if something happens, you need us, like, you know, you, you've got a spot as long as you know, you want one. And, and, uh, so I always think about that too, you know, but it, it's also a, a point where, you can't really be stuck in the middle if you if you will. You know, yeah, like you're you gotta, either you in like, or you're out. Exactly. You gotta put that like to the back yeah. of your mind, dude. Like you gotta like give yourself no other options. Just like, all right, I'm this is what I'm doing. Kinda you know, kinda like you said, I, I listened to that Burn the Bridge podcast and um you know, I think that's a good example of it where, you know, you're you you have to go all in. I love that they're, you know, on the back end to support me and if if they need me. Yeah. Um but at the same time, it's like if I'm going to give Dallas a shot, like I'm going to give Dallas a shot. Right. And until it, you know, doesn't work, I'm not backing out. Right. Yeah, because the thing is, it's not like you actually have to, like, burn any, like, relationships with that. Correct. Right? It's always there. But, like, in your mind, like, I'm just a, I'm a fucking weirdo, dude. I just, like, go to the far extreme for things in my mind, like. That's the only way in my sure. mind I'm going to commit to something. So, if, for example, like I don't even really eat bread anymore. Like it's it's very rare that I'll eat bread. That's like, good though. Like I have That's an understanding. Thing. Like if 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 it's like a sprouted grain bread or like a sourdough bread, like okay. those are healthier for people. Like if that is your jam, but like I just don't. To me, I look at it. I'm like, that's not food. Like I just have to go to these extremes in my mind, mm -hmm. and it's just like it's just this hard and fast rule. Whether it's exercise or something, it's like I just I have to do it, or else I'm gonna like fucking die or something. It's weird. I'm a fucking <laughs> weirdo, man. <laughs> you know, it's it's not a bad mentality, and I think I've been around a lot of people that have that same approach where it's, you know, it's an obsession type thing. Yeah. For me, like I'm a big, uh, I like making smart moves. I like making calculated risks, if you will. Oh yeah. Um. You know, I, I sometimes will overthink stuff because I get into that position. So I'm trying to get better at just making a decision and just rolling doing, with it. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you fall on on the uh, on the fence too much, it'll kind of you know, am I here here? And, yeah. and that's that's tough. So I've been trying, you know, and I feel like uh, good business leaders they make a decision, they roll with it, and if it's not good, they change it or they fix it. You know, right. you don't really. I, I was. For a lot of years uh, throughout my life, I've been very big on if I made a mistake, I really just beat myself up about it. And yeah. it's like, you know, everybody makes mistakes. It's part of life. It's just how it is. Yeah. So, you know, you make a decision and roll. And if it's not good, like, you know, you can't keep looking back at, oh, I wish I would have done this. Like, it is what it is. Yeah. But now I'm going to do this going forward. Right. Yeah, let's say for sure. Like, definitely learn where you can, but you got to have a short memory. That was one of the things I learned playing football. Like, what position did you play? Um, I, man, what position didn't I play? I was every at, at some point I played every offensive line position, which was crazy. And then every offensive line position, dude. How it, much do you weigh right now? Um, like right now I'm like 184 probably. Okay. Um, even then though, the my the biggest I ever got in high school was like 210, and that was just because you're a strong guy. I mean, you're, yeah. yeah. And that's because I just wanted to do well on defense. Like now I don't even let my my son play football. I'm not even a fan of football nowadays, to be honest with you, but a lot of great learning lessons like being in that team environment. And one of them was like, you got to have a short memory because on defense or, or any side of the ball, really, you might have a bad play. Like you got to move on to the next one. Yep. You know what I mean? So I, I do. The, yeah. the quarterback mentality is big. And, and did you play people, ball? I, I did. Football was actually my favorite sport growing up. Is uh, it still? Yeah. You know what? I actually, I think things change a little bit, right? Um, you know, I, I always loved football. We were big Rams fans, you know, all that stuff. I played quarterback for a little bit and then switched to running back. I tore my shoulder, some different things. Uh, and quarterback was tough because, like, you got to make decision again. At that point in my life, I was not good at making a decision and going with it. You yeah. know, you overthink and then, yeah. you know, you throw an interception, you're you're down on yourself. Like, that's a tough deal. So, yeah. over time, uh, my relationship with football has changed. I didn't play in college. I chose not to. Um, it wouldn't have been a big school. Some, you know, maybe – D2, D3 type yeah. situation, but I just wanted to, to go to college. And, um, so, you know, over time that's changed. I've started really liking golf. 
Yeah, dude, uh, golf is fun. Yeah, you know, and, and it's exciting to watch now. Yeah. Um, unless it's a Sunday afternoon and they're talking quiet and it makes you want to take, a, take little a little nap. nap. <laughs> yeah, spend your whole afternoon That's napping. Right. But being around hockey has been um, a really cool experience for me, too. I've, yeah. I've, I've gotten a lot more into hockey to where when I was growing up in a small town, though, we didn't have ice available to play. Yeah. You'd have to travel about 30 minutes away, and, and you know, ice time is expensive. I don't think one way or another my parents really would have been into that scene. Yeah. Um, it's but an expensive sport. It is. It is. And now – you know, now I get excited because I, I hope that, you know, one day, you know, the kids, obviously, we can't pick and choose what sports they love. But, you know, it'd be fun to have them involved with, you know, some football or hockey, golf. I mean, kind of any of those things. And, you yeah. know, what if they're not, they're not. You know, yeah. I, I can't force that. I'm not going to. But it'd be fun. Yeah, it's kind of like just one, like one of those things. You just kind of introduce them to different things and see yeah. what it takes. Um, I'm not going to lie, though. I did not want my son to play football. I just start worrying about CTE yeah. too much. Like, mm-hmm. like that's that's the reason why I stopped fighting. So I, I fought for quite some time. You know what? Yeah. So I saw, or maybe I was listening to that on the podcast. What, what were you fighting? Were you stand-up? I mean, were you fighting MMA or, or what were you – uh, so I did a little bit of everything, actually. Okay. So, like, MMA was the focus. Like, that was always the goal. Like, try to get signed to a big organization through nice. MMA. Um, but, like, I had a coach that said, like, he wanted us to do everything. So, especially as an amateur, I did boxing and kickboxing yeah. and Muay Thai and MMA. So I did everything. And then also, like, jujitsu and whatnot. Um, and then as a pro, I did fight. I had one pro boxing match and like one kickboxing match just to stay busy while like during the downtime for MMA so but MMA was always the focus okay so I did that for a number of years man like had a really good run and then like I just fought on Bellator and and then like the very first practice like the like a week later I freaking blew out my shoulder I had a slap tear so had to get surgery took me almost like a year to like fight again and uh, physically I was better than ever but during that years time like my mentality completely changed for whatever reason yeah i just i thought I'd, i wanted it but like i really didn't and like it's one of those things like man like if you're not committed and if you're if you overthink it and like you just start worrying about your brain too much like it's just time to get out and um, i had a couple fights and like you start getting in these hard moments like just like with life or business or anything dude yeah and it's like you know are you gonna make it through the storm or are you gonna you know tap and quit and like and when i got in the fights dude i'm like man i don't want to be here and i just i was like fuck this yeah and if if you don't want to be there in the middle of a fight Oh, uh, that dude. ain't a good situation. It's not right? a good situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was just one of those things where I just had to like make a like a rational, real like real life choice. It's like, mm-hmm. man, I gotta just like know when to throw in the towel, if you will, for lack sure. of a better pun. You know what I'm saying? Like now, who did you fight for in St. Louis, or where did you train? Um, so I actually still train there. It's St. Charles MMA. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. Mike Rogers is the owner mm-hmm. of that uh, gym, and um, I still train there, jujitsu and and coach and cool. do different things. But um, like I trained at Finney's MMA for a little while. Okay. I so I fought on Shamrock quite a bit. I swear. Okay. Before us even talking, you know, you reached out through the email, but I swear I recognized you like online and and we Uh, weren't like friends online and stuff. I don't think at the time, but, uh, I swear it must've been from, from fighting. And then I, I never, I never fought personally. Uh, Uh, you know, we did the training and I was in school at the time. I, that was kind of always the goal was to, to, I wanted to do just stand up boxing. Okay. I was never really into the full MMA scene. I liked the kickboxing training. Yeah. Um, because I, I did, you know, I was a trainer at title boxing for a little while. And, okay. you know, I mean, title's a whole different deal. But, yeah. you know, it, it kind of went from more of the, like, fight training to then it was more like a job, mm-hmm. you know, kind of stuff while I was at Logan. But because um, you probably were, were fighting from what year span? Um, I had my first fight, and I think I fought from, like, 2008 is whenever I started. Okay. And probably like till the end of 2017 is when I stopped, so yeah. close to a decade. And so really during that time, I I almost guarantee that that's probably where I recognized the name or saw you, whether, oh, yeah. you know, when we were at some of the, the fights, I'm sure, because did you guys fight out at St. Charles, or did you fight up at, um, uh, gosh, what's the place downtown, the uh, uh, casino? Um, there's a, So, like, Lumiere, I know they hold yeah. show, shows there. I fought there for Shamrock. And okay. then River City. Yeah. Um, I think I fought down there one okay. time for them. Kind of just fight wherever the shows are. I fought sure. at Maristar here, yeah. um, okay. Kansas City, just different. Got I mean, it. wherever the show is, That's just awesome. kind of go. But, um, it's yeah. It's got to be an unreal that could feeling. Be it. 
Like talk talk me through this. All right, <laughs> let, let me let me switch switch this around on you for oh, a second here. Okay. Talk me through what it's like walking into the ring. Oh, dude, it's kind of surreal, right? Because the thing is, you want to find like your your like your headspace, and yeah. it's funny we're talking about this. I I feel like I've, I've people are probably tired of hearing me say this, but I always thought. I was like a, an adrenaline junkie. Like, that's what I was looking for. But it's really, man, like flow state. Like, that is what I'm fucking looking for. I love flow state. Like, when you're just locked in the zone and nothing else matters and, like, everything you've been preparing for is just working. Everything works. You're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Like, you're just fucking – everything is seamless and you're just owning that shit. And then, like, you finally come to, and then that's when you're excited. But, like, flow state's gone at that point. Like, and then you're just fucking, really, you're kind of, you're chasing a couple things. Like, you're, you're chasing a high, for yeah. sure, because when you win, there's, like, there's no higher than, than that. But then, like, oh, I yeah. do just like that state of being where everything is just, like, laser-focused. So, for me, walking in, it's just, it's, it's just really weird thing. We always have this joke that, at least I do, like, whoever fights before me, is going to get like a quick finish. Somebody always does. Like I never have the fight before me go like the whole length of time. It's always like a quick first round finish. So like I'm always ready to go like immediately. And then like they play your music, dude. You fuck it for me anyway. I take a deep breath. It's like, dude, let's just go. Walk down there. It's just really weird because like everything's going on right, and yeah. I just try to just like focus. Like yeah. there's like a million thoughts going in your head. Like for me, it's always like, what the fuck am I doing? Why am I doing this? <laughs> for real, dude. I'm like, I really don't need this, but right. all right, let's go in here. Let's do this. Like that's what's going through my mind. Nobody can tell though. Like you're not gonna. For me, I try to keep like a stolen cold face. I don't want anybody to see like what I'm thinking or feeling. So it's a big head game. Yeah, my favorite part is whenever you get up, you get to the end fucking they start greasing you down they usually put uh they're putting the vaseline on your face sometimes they'll do it in the back but sometimes or at least they used to anyway for the most part do it at the cage that's like my favorite part like they do that i close my eyes i take a deep breath and then you're just in there for then it's like you're half naked it's cold everybody's fucking yelling it's just this other guy across the fucking cage from you like who's about to knock your block off it's an interesting experience intense yeah but I used to love that shit more than anything. It's just, man, you just lock in and everything just works. But I think, you know, regardless of whether you fought or not, you can understand why people, you know, chase that high and, and get competitive with it. Yeah, you can get that from anything, right? I mean, sure. it doesn't necessarily have yeah. to be from – I get it from podcasting now. Some people get it from business, you know. Uh, there oh, are yeah. some people that just love to work. Yeah. Uh, you know, my business partner, he's just – he's a grinder. Um, sometimes you almost wish that he had a hobby, right? Like, <laughs> so he'd get away from the stuff a little bit, but right. You know, it's some people really just whatever it is, get that you know obsession, get that high from it, and you know, that's why I you can't blame anybody for for what that point is. It's it's individual. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything that puts you in like that flow state where you're just like you're tuned in, and then the time just passes? Or is is it business for you? Is it? You know what? I don't know. Um. I think it can come from different things. Like oh, I, sure. I think, uh, you know, football used to do that for me. Um, I really, really enjoy building relationships in business. Uh, I like helping people. There's, there's something really gratifying to, you know, whether it's a chiropractic student that's coming out into the real world, uh, you know, giving them some good advice or just getting them set up with a good connection. Like I love connecting people yeah. and seeing them both, you know, each party benefit from that. It makes me feel good. Like, you know, so, cause I, I always feel that good people know other good people yeah. and you always want to surround yourself that way. So I love taking a meeting and just feeling like, man, like retracing the step of how we got there. Right. Yeah. It just, it's wild how, uh, how these relationships can start sometimes like, uh, a friend of mine and we've become closer now being in Dallas, but we actually grew up together in uh, in small town Illinois in Jacksonville. He was in my brother's class. His name's Quinn Yording. And when you go to a new place, uh, a good piece of advice, I guess, is reach out to the people that you know, right, and start there because yeah. you know it's it's a big big world, and in a new space, it can be overwhelming. So you know, start with the people you know and or something that you know of, and have some uh, you know common ground with, and go from there. So. You know, Quinn uh, works at Equinox. He's a tier X trainer, which is the highest level like personal training. And I mean, okay. they, they hold themselves to a very, very high standard. And so I went down there and he walked me through their gym and 
and talk me through it. And I don't know how much you know about Equinox, but it's it's very similar to Lifetime. Okay. Uh, you know, kind of box Jimmy. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, you know, they have a, a a pretty high membership. You know, it's kind of held to that like extra tier, if you will. Yeah. So yeah. you see him a lot in the Higher big clientele. cities. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, you know, he helped introduce me around and and just seeing like. You know, it was that introduction, and then, you know, they have us come to do a booth at their spot, and then we nice. meet a primary care physician who now sends us people, and then that person. You know, it's just, yeah. it's fun to see that down the road, and I think that's really what gets me excited yeah. is seeing, you know, the, the beginning stages and then where we're at down the road and just kind of, like, looking back and going, wow. Yeah. You know, if I didn't go to that one night that I didn't really feel like, you know, setting up a booth, none of this would have ever happened. Right. Dude, that's what business is though, right? It is. Like that's what it people is. don't realize. It's just it's just doing these things all the time, day in and day out. And it doesn't seem like anything much. And because there may not be a lot of reward yielded up front, but then one day it's just like, holy shit, like how the hell did I get here? Right. Well, I mean, you know, even if you think about us for instance where, you know, you reached out to me, which I was very grateful for, you know, it's it's cool to have that be a mutual thing because you know from being on the other side of the podcast it's always not always one-sided but you know you're you're wanting to bring people on stuff so it was, it was you know an honor for me to to get asked to come on but it very easily could have been a situation where it just didn't work out um yeah you know, i wasn't able to make it up or you know we weren't able to to do it in person whatever that is but just thinking about you know okay that's an extra hour or so of our time but now what's that going to lead to, right? It's going to lead yeah. to more relationships and more connections. You know, yeah. I'm going to continue following along your progress. And, you know, over time, we're going to become better friends and oh, closer yeah. 100%. because of the couple hours that we're willing to, to spend out of the day to sit down. And I just think there are a lot of people in the world that aren't willing to take the time to further themselves. You know, they're very concerned with, ah, oh, I don't really want to go do that. I'm tired. Like I want to yeah. watch TV. You know, I'm, I'm not feeling so great. And that's fine, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna lay down everything I got to make sure that yeah know, we're we're gonna grow and the, we're gonna hit those relationships and yeah I mean there are plenty of nights where you just don't feel like doing it but you know those are the times where you just got better as as an individual and you met more people that are really gonna you know potentially change your life oh 100 percent dude I mean that time like that that moment where you don't feel like doing it like like that's like the biggest opportunity for growth you're exactly right you know what i mean because it's yep. never comfortable it's never comfortable doing what no. you need to do and you <laughs> no, don't always not. feel like it feelings feelings will lead you astray sometimes when it's when it's like oh i i would just it feels so good in this bed it's so nice and warm i don't want to like get up and do what i need to be doing you know what i mean people like their safe zone yeah. Um, you know, that's why you don't see a lot of people being good at things like cold calling or stopping by offices. Yeah. Just and it's not comfortable, but the more that you do those things and get out of your comfort zone, you know, the, the better you become as an yeah. individual. And it's just, look, I avoided some of those things for a long time too. And in Dallas, we've had to do more of it where it's, you know, walk into a physician's office and even though we have referrals for them. Sometimes the front desk isn't as welcoming as you think they would be. You'd like for them to be. Anyway. Yeah. It, and, you know, unfortunately for those guys, especially the orthopedic surgeons, you know, they're hit with a lot of salespeople all the time. Oh, yeah. So in their defense, uh, you know, the uh, the receptionist is kind of the gatekeeper, if you will. So I, I, I don't blame them. Uh, I think it makes it very tough for somebody who really is just trying to establish a relationship. Like, I don't have anything to sell. And to be honest... A lot of times I go into those places because I need to meet them to make sure that, you know, if I'm sending Adam for a shoulder consult, you know, you, you tore your labrum, you may have rotator cuff damage. Like I need to know who's on the other side of that to make oh, yeah. sure that my patient is going to be treated well, because if they're not, that looks, you know, it looks poorly on, on my end. Yeah. That's something I feel is really missing in the healthcare space is all of these, uh, like different physicians, you know, they're not really working together. I think, uh, and unfortunately, at times you do see that happen a lot, and that's why people start skipping around from person to person to person. Yeah. And I will say this. Uh, I get it. I, I do. But uh, from being on the other side of that as, as a patient, you know, do your best to see at least that care through because if you cut out early, there may have been a reason why, you know, that individual wanted to follow up with you in a month. Yeah. or see you a couple times that week. And if you just cut out treatment and there's no, you know, there's no communication, you know, on our end, we don't know what happened. 
oh, yeah. you know, maybe maybe you got better, maybe you didn't, but now you're running around and you're like, oh, Dr. Pendle didn't really help me. Well, did we complete the care plan? Did we talk about, you know, what else was going on? You know, I, I, I feel like it's a big responsibility of ours as practitioners to make sure that if somebody comes in our office, even if we can't help them, we get them to the right spot. Yeah. I never want to go, you know what? Yeah. It's not, it's not really something that I can handle. I want to go, okay, you know what? Let's take a look. If it's not something that I can handle immediately, like who do I know that can help you? You know, yeah. do you need an orthopedic surgeon? Do you need a functional medicine nutritionist? Maybe you need a psychologist. Yeah. It, it, it depends. There are a lot of different things, or maybe we just need x-ray MRI. Yeah. Uh, I try not to, to make people spend a ton of money right off the bat. It's just, let's, you know, start some conservative care, start some treatment, see how you respond. And if you're not responding well, then let's go to the next step. Yeah. It just seems like so many doctors, I mean, there's so much overhead. Everybody's kind of weighed down with a lot going on. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you go to a surgeon, they're probably going to want to like recommend surgery or you go to, you know, like everybody's, you see a lot. everybody yeah. kind of has their mm-hmm. thing. And if, whether if it's you're a hammer, everything's a nail. Yeah. So like yeah. whether it's the communication between the patient and the physician or right. just between the various physicians and, and, you know, their disciplines, like there just needs to be like a better, um, like yeah. more communication because for some reason it seems like cert like like the chiropractic industry for mm-hmm. example like that can be frowned upon by some people because they feel like oh well it because it's not this it's it's less or in mm-hmm. in some people so everybody kind of has their own agenda for whatever reason instead of like what's best for the patient yeah well and let me put something into perspective for you because i think this uh you start to understand why physicians do other things like go outside of the normal, if you will, to make money. So chiropractic school alone, I mean, just a couple hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Right? So to go to school for four years extra, that doesn't count for undergrad or whatever. Everybody's right. situation's different right. too. But so let's say you took out the loans, you did all that stuff and you're a couple hundred thousand dollars in debt. Well, insurance is maybe paying like, $50, a treatment. Yeah, how, I mean, how, how many treatments you got to do before you get to pay that debt off, yeah, right? Yeah, you got to see a lot of people. Right. So, and it's different than an orthopedic surgeon. I know those guys at times go even more into debt yeah. than the chiropractors, right. but you understand why chiropractors start looking for other things, right? Where it's, oh, how can I bill for this? Or, you know, is there something, you know, these electric stim units, uh, oh, yeah. they, you know, you can send those with patients and, you know, insurance will, will pay you on the back end. Not like in a in a bad way. It's just that's you know it may not cost you anything out of pocket, but insurance is going to pick up whatever. Yeah. Uh, and maybe on the back end they do owe something, but you know people start looking for all these ancillaries because the immediate cash flow is not great. You know you're kind of I don't I don't want to say you're you're led to believe something that isn't true because because that's not right. But in my opinion, if I'm going to spend that much money to go to school, yeah, I expect to be making good money and it's just not the case it's tough you have to no one owes you anything though like you have to come out and grind you really do oh, i yeah. think my first year in practice i made like 13 grand which was i mean nothing right yeah um but it also gives you the perspective perspective of what it takes to build fifty thousand dollar practice a hundred thousand dollar practice oh, yeah. you know and, and it where it goes time. from there it does so the perseverance of, of getting in and growing and figuring it out is, is really important. And that's why there are different routes that you can take as chiropractors, like whether you want to work for somebody as an associate or you want to be an independent contractor, like I was at yeah. at performance, or you want to own your own. It's just kind of what risk are you willing to take? But that's all, that also depends on what your life story is and everybody's so different. So yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's very individualized. Yeah. Everybody's so, so different. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. uh, there's a, a lot of people who want to uh, push a very like cookie cutter model of of care, and it's like, all right, well this this diet works for everybody, or like people get yeah. very like yeah, religious yeah. about their beliefs. Um, it's some crazy shit to deal with. I'm sure that's something you have to deal with, right? With patients coming in, it's like, hey doc, like I just heard about this. Like, what do you think about this? Like the craziest thing. <laughs> Yeah, the, you know, <laughs> patients are always coming in with uh, with different things or, you know, patients sometimes will come in and they're like, oh, you know, yeah. I think it's, you know, my lat and all this stuff. And sometimes they're right. Uh, yeah. Sometimes like, you know what, let's just what put the, D. right, let's just, you know, put the uh, the thoughts aside and let's take a look. Yeah. Um, and you know what, 
patients are pretty educated though, and especially if they've been from one you yeah. know physician to the next. One thing that we unfortunately see a lot of in the chiropractic world is you can do it any which way. Like you and I could have gone to the exact same school and we may practice 100% different. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, you may do dry needling. You may, you know, take an upper cervical approach, which is a thought process that you're only going to adjust the upper cervical spine and everything else will fall into place. So you don't physically do low back adjustments and all that, which is different. Um, I think it can work. It's not my philosophy, but and then maybe I'm, you know, I, I do active release technique. I do soft tissue work with my hands. We adjust, you know, full spine if needed, all of those things. So they're two very different approaches. You know, maybe I like a big treatment plan. Maybe you're, hey, you come see me, you know, once or twice a month. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. You know, people, unfortunately for the consumer, for the patient, they don't know what they're getting from chiropractor to chiropractor mm. and sometimes physician to physician. So we get a lot of people that, you know, have a bad experience for whatever reason. And you know what? I, I, I do my best not to like rip on anyone else and their beliefs or their approaches. Yeah. Hey, I'm sorry that that was your experience. This is how we do it here. Yeah. That's all you can do. You know, and, and you just constant communication with the patient of how are you doing? Are you improving? Yeah. Are you not? Let's tweak this. Let's change, you know, cause I always want the patient to feel like they're spending money for my service and my time. Yeah. So I always want them to feel like I'm really involved and I want to do whatever I can to, to mold it, to fit them specifically not try one thing and if it doesn't work it doesn't work yeah that's not fair what do you think of decompression tables i like them uh we actually have a table down in dallas now a couple of the guys at performance in st louis have them too yeah that are a flexion distraction it's called where you lay face down and you can actually strap the feet in which so you're laying face down and let's say you know here and the lower half of the table will go down okay. automatically. Some of them you can actually hand pump. Yeah. You can swivel them side to side, which helps if there's a disc bulge. But uh, uh, I like that a lot. It feels great on the low back. Yeah, but. I'm a big person. Like, I I try to practice doing the things that I personally have felt benefit from. Yeah. Because if you can live it, breathe it, and talk about it, it's way different than just selling somebody on an idea. Oh, 100%. Yeah. That sounds kind of similar to, uh, like, are you familiar with the reverse hyper machine? I'm not. Uh, so it was a machine. Um, it was invented by like the guy uh, Louis Simmons, who runs okay. Westside Barbell, and he was having like a ton of back yeah. injuries just yeah. from just heavy lifting and just being a madman. And um, what it is, it uh, it's like a platform, and there's handles, and uh, with there's like a like a pole, for lack of a better term, like hanging down for like we can rack weights on it if you wanted okay. to. And uh, there's a loop that you put your your feet in. And, you know, like, a, you know, a hyper is where you're moving the upper half of your body. So yep. this is reverse hyper. And um, you're, you start swinging your legs, moving your legs. And there's, it's hollow in between. So the weight will pull your legs through, and it'll help with that decompression of the lower spine there, like, like as cool. you were speaking. Yeah. And then you're lifting back up, and you're strengthening as well. So you're getting that decompression hmm. with a strengthening simultaneously. And, uh, like, Louis Simmons used that for his back. I learned about it through Rogan, Joe Rogan. And, uh, Joe Rogan's the man. Yeah, he was talking about it. And uh, so my buddy, um, Matt, what the fuck's Matt's last name? I'm gonna hate myself. What's Matt's last name? Uh, Project Deliverance. Uh, we both suck. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Matt. I still love you. Oh, Matt Owen. Um, <laughs> yeah, go. exactly. So he owns a gym called Project Deliverance, and they have one of them there. So cool. I got to I got to actually try it, and I love it. It feels great. So like, I mean, you're getting that strengthening of your lower back, which is so important. But yeah. then. That decompression, it does feel good on that lower back. I love I love getting adjusted. I love the soft tissue, but I really do like that decompression type of therapy. Yeah. I, I feel that that's why everyone is getting so excited about, have you seen online those, it's like there's one that's called a Y-strap, and there's one that is... Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't seen it. So you're going to have to YouTube after this. It looks like a ski handle almost, but it wraps around your neck. You're, so you're laying you know, face up. And somebody grabs it and just pulls it. Huh. And it's a big distraction for your neck. But, I mean, you feel it all down your spine, I would assume. Hmm. I've never done it. It yeah. looks interesting. But there's a guy down in Houston. You're going to have to look this up. And anybody watching, maybe some people have seen it. It's called the Ringdinger. The Ringdinger. The Ringdinger. <laughs> this, this guy's super country. But he's uh, he takes a towel and wraps it around your neck. Like, literally flips it, flips it. And you're on your back. Okay. And then he yanks it. 
Oh. I'm talking like no one's died from this. It. No, no, it's crazy. I mean, everybody, you you look at their face and they're like, "Oh my god, yeah, like what happened?" But then he comes around and he like checks their reflexes and he's like, "Oh, is everything good?" Oh, they're still alive. Scare the mess <laughs> out of me. Holy cow! People pay for this, huh? Yeah, the uh, ring dinger. I mean, I remember watching those videos years ago, and I mean, he's got a ridiculous following online because of just some crazy off the wall technique, and I think. Some of those then developed into this Y strap, and because huh. uh, I, you know, people start going down the rabbit hole when it comes to these chiropractic videos, which I didn't even realize. Uh, so it's kind of funny to see. Yeah, you're gonna start. Uh, you have an Instagram page for the business. So we have an Instagram page uh, for the business Element Health and Wellness, and then I have my own. And you know, when I was at Performance, I just ran it all off of my page. Okay. Yeah, so and then now we have the element page. So I'm trying to figure out, you know, I'm trying to push that off to where, you know, one of our marketing guys is doing more of more the element for that. page. Yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. And we're kind of figuring that out because yeah. uh, it's got to be consistent. It's got to be educational. And yeah, so you have and, to make uh, some of those videos or we something. Need, yeah, we need some Im- improvement in that in that realm. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of funny. I, I didn't even really realize how much people like those adjusting videos. I'm like, yeah, yeah I could have been doing that for years. Dude, but people uh, love the yeah. craziest things. They do. I, I'm just, I guess me personally, I'm not a big video guy. Like I don't sit on my phone and just watch videos. Okay. I don't, I don't know why. I yeah. just, I'm typically occupied with something else. How do you like to learn? I like reading. I really like listening to podcasts. Um, I'm, I feel like I'm dangerous to myself when I'm in my own headspace. Okay. Like I just, you know, think too much. So I really like being in the car and listening to the podcast because then I'm in tune with what's going on there. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking about what they're saying and, and that growth side. And I'm not so focused on like what's good or bad in my own life. I'm just trying to look at that and go, oh, wow, that's a great idea. You know, so I, I really like that. I love just learning from people like this. You yeah. Know, getting to sit down and talk with them. Yeah, that's like my favorite thing to do. It, a part of the reason why I started this podcast is like I wanted – the we talked about the connections with you know people being so important. Yeah. But I also wanted to like – gain more empathy through those connections because it I feel like it's so important like just to possess that skill in life but I tend to operate from this place of like just cut the shit and get it done which mm-hmm. can lead you like not feeling sorry for people you know what I mean so yeah I'm trying to learn can. this balance and like that's why I, I only want to do these in person because I want to make like real connections with people no I agree are you a pretty direct person in general um yeah, like if like if we're talking and and there's like a relationship there, yeah, I'll just tell you how mm-hmm. like what I'm thinking. I don't yeah. really sugarcoat it. I just yeah. I just tell you mm-hmm. like pretty directly. Yeah, I feel like it's just the best way to, to. I don't really know how to be any other way. I try to be tactful with my yeah. wording for sure, but mm-hmm. uh, I just don't know how any other way to be than just tell you how it is. You know what? I I think personally I've gotten better at that than I I was at one point in time. I agree. I like the direct side. I, yeah. I think when, when people are, are making a point to, you know, if I've got a problem with something that you're doing, yeah, it's better for me to just tell you that in a, in a correct way, right? Like there right. are good ways and bad ways to talk to people in that direct, you know, manner. Um, but I feel that our long term is much better than if I don't like something you're doing and I'm being passive aggressive or I'm yeah. just going to set it aside and kind of hold this back end grudge. Right. Like that's not a good thing because one, you may not even know that you did something wrong or, right. or that you, you know, offended me or whatever it is. So it's not really fair to you and it's not really fair to me either because right. then I'm, I'm, you know, it's messing with my day. It's messing with my feelings, my thoughts towards you. And so, you know, being uh, you know, Murph, was uh, Dr. Murphy over at performance. He was always very direct with me, you know, and I mean, if he didn't like something, he'd be like, Matt, you know, we need to talk about this. All right. You know, I don't like this. Uh, we need to change this. And at first it took me a little while to like kind of figure that out. And then I realized how much I actually liked that approach because yeah. you may not always agree, but it is what it is. I mean, like it, it was just, it was more fact. It's just black and white. Like here it is. Yeah. Uh, we didn't like this. Let's change it, you know? Yeah. And it wasn't so much of, you know, tiptoeing around and like, is he mad? You know, what's going on? I just, and so I've become a lot more direct because I've seen how much of an issue it can cause within an organization when the communication is bad and when people are not very direct with what they're asking. Yeah. It it really, like, when you sit down in a meeting, I think it's extremely important to, if you have things laid out, you honor people's time, you 
ask people directly what's on your mind. You let them know directly what's on your mind, and then you're able to move on. You don't have to continue those meetings and on and on and on because the point wasn't wasn't ever grasped. So I think, you know, in, in any real aspect of, of our lives, being direct and, you know, maybe maybe there's a little mini issue uh, that needs to be resolved, but the long term of that is way better than just putting it on the backside. Unfortunately, it can be very difficult if you don't really care for that approach. You know, yeah. if, if you're more of a... Like I'd rather shove those feelings down, and I'm trying to be have a direct conversation with you. Those can be really tough, I think, at times. Yeah, I'm a pretty laid back guy, but I can I still yeah. like once I if I need to talk to you about something, I'll talk to you about it. Yeah, it's not comfortable though, right? I it, mean, it, at times, those are it's not, not comfortable conversations, yeah. but it, but they're necessary. I yeah. mean, it's just kind of one of those things. Like, and it's I think it's also hard in those situations not being too confrontational, right? Like. There is some confrontation, but controlling that and 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 speaking in a way that is more constructive than uh, than just look, this sucks. You know, I hate this. Like, well, let's you know this, this, and this, where you're just kind of beating somebody down. Yeah. If you're like, look, here are a couple things that I didn't care for. Here's why. Um, what do you think about maybe trying this, or do you have any ideas on how we could improve this? Because based on this, it's not working. Yeah. And, you know, I'm struggling in this way because of it. There are a million different approaches that you can take, but communication is is hands down the easiest and most difficult part of business, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, one of the hardest things for me um, is I always just assume people know what I know. <laughs> and, yeah, it's, yeah so yeah. it's just like, yeah, I know it, so – you know it too, right? right? And then because of that, I wouldn't say things. Mm-hmm. And then you start assuming, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's all I did. I just made an assumption about your knowledge base. And then I think you're going to do what I want you to do because you think like me, right? But no, like I've just learned the hard way. People don't think like you and they don't know the things that you know. So you have to say it because otherwise if you don't say it, then it just doesn't get done. And then you're disappointed and then you get pissed off and it's just a vicious cycle. So you just got to like – Address the situation at the cause, which is yourself. and how- Very, very true. Yeah. At least that's what I did. <clears throat> yeah. You know what? And even I feel one of the biggest pieces about communication is setting expectations. Yeah. And that's where I think that you don't fall into that trap is if you actually have that expectation run down first. You know, we've come across it a lot with our new practice where I'm like, all right, I can't even be pissed at this person because I never let them know what their expectations were in these certain situations. Yeah. They did what they thought was right. It's wrong, <laughs> but yeah. who, who's really to blame? And that's Just growing me. pains. Yeah, but, you know, as a leader, you got no one else to blame but yourself. Oh, it yeah. always comes back to you because if somebody's doing something wrong, more often than not, that wasn't communicated to them properly. Expectations weren't laid out. They didn't know they were supposed to be here at this time. They didn't know they weren't supposed to say, you know, certain things in a meeting whatever that is. And, and so, you know, I'm trying to continuously get better at laying expectations and, and making lists and talking to people about what's on the agenda and what's really, you know, expected of them on my end when we do something together. Yeah. Yeah. Just taking more ownership of like the entire process. Yeah. You know, I I think too quickly, a lot of us, it's been me at times, you know, I've been around it. I've seen other people do it. You want to, take the victim route of, oh, you know, well, he didn't tell me this. Well, did you ask him? You know, like, what what was the problem? And, you know, I'm pissed at you because you didn't look deep enough in. I'm, okay, yeah, maybe he didn't tell you what you were supposed to do, but, you know, you didn't ask back. So whose problem is that now? Yeah. You know, now it's it's really yours. And, and really getting people to take ownership in what role they play is so important you need leaders and look for the longest time like i'm not i'm not a natural born leader i think i was always put in position to do that but i i was always so self-conscious about how it came off that i didn't really want to step up and and maybe make the harder decision and it's Uh, wild how much respect you gain when you just take charge but i think that takes confidence and doing the right thing enough that then you can portray it to others like you can't tell somebody you know, to, to pick trash up off the ground if you're not walking by and picking up trash yourself. Oh, you have to lead by example, dude. Yeah, and I think as the more that you do that, 
when you talk to other people about it, you have the confidence in doing things to a certain standard that you have no problem, you know, saying, hey, we need to do better, guys. Yeah. Yeah, no, 100%, dude. If you're not leading by example, then it, then nobody underneath you is going to, to adhere to the same standard. Sure. And something that has uh, – is what do I want to say? Something that uh, has just, like, really been at the top of my mind as of late is – like you can't expect people to care as much as you care about you. Like if you're the boss, or if you if you're the you know this is your baby, this is your business, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. Even if you have partners, it's like your employees. At the end of the day, they aren't going to work as hard as as you are going to because you'll work twenty hours a day on your business, but you can't expect them to do that. But if you yeah. do lead by example and you do set that standard, why they all why they are there they'll you know they'll perform to their best too and if you if you really have a fucking awesome culture they'll put in 12 hours you know what i'm saying right like i th- you starts know with you. leadership is is such a a big component in business and i i feel that's why you see you know a person like andy Fursell's company which i know you brought him on your podcast recently oh, yeah. and you know you see how successful they are in business but it's not because he just wants people to show up and work He's physically showing them this is why we're doing this. We want people to feel at home. You know, we're going to help them on all these levels. And then he's giving his employees things to help them grow, right? Oh, yeah. um, you know, I'm trying to get our employees now to listen to a podcast a week. You know, hey, I'm picking out podcasts that are more specific to what's going on with them. Yeah. Because I want them to grow as individuals. They're not there just to solely work for me, regardless of whether or not they're working at Element or they're out doing their own thing, I want them to be successful. If, if they're here, they're part of my family. Yeah. So we're trying to, you know, gear them up for the for the right things, regardless of with, you know, whether it's with us or with somebody else. Yeah, you should do team workouts. We do some of that stuff, and, and yeah. those have been great. Uh, as we've gotten busier, it's been a little bit harder to do them to the same capacity because now I have, you know, Saturday hours and stuff like that. Um, but – yeah, I mean, even like you said, a team workout where you're getting in, grinding, you're working together, you're working hard. Yeah, it's good team building. Um, you know, yeah. one of the other parts about leadership and taking you know ownership and responsibility is, look, you know, we we do a lot of stuff wrong as individuals. I mess up tons of things, um, but we as leaders also have to make sure that we take ownership and apologize when we're wrong to our employees and whatnot because yeah. we're not always right. Oh yeah, uh, you know, there's a lot We're of stuff that comes up. Yeah, yeah. But taking that type of responsibility and doing, hey guys, you know what? I fucked up. You know, I, I, I snapped. Um, that was the wrong call. Whatever it is. Yeah. I think people will start to really, you know, love you for that fact because you're human too, yeah. and you're willing to accept when you're wrong and tell them and say, hey guys, you know what? I'm sorry. Let's move past it. You know, if there's any issues. Please let me know because I want to make sure that I do right by you guys. You know, those little things go a long way, too. Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, dude, we're all human. Right. We're all just figuring it out. Yep. Everybody wants to feel like, you know, I should have it figured out or yeah. like there's a certain way of doing things, but there's not. And there's never going to, you know, I mean, we're no. all, but we can all get better as, as individuals. 100%. And, you know, whatever version of ourselves, you know, areas to improve, I think, uh, you know, that's always been a big focus for me is, is kind of looking within, like, how can I how can I improve? How can I improve? Yeah. We're still having some fun behind it, you know, <laughs> like yeah. trying to get out of that uh, too tight of a cage, I guess, if you will. But, yeah, I mean, you know, you look at Andy, you look at any of those groups, and it to me it all comes down to the leadership. Yeah. No, Andy's a hell of a leader. I actually worked for Supplement Superstores back oh, in, did. Like, yeah, like 2009, 2010. Did you ever work in the Chesterfield Valley? No, I did not. We actually didn't have a Chesterfield store at that time. Yeah. So whenever I worked there, um, this was like Andy's still doing all the interviews. He's like operating out of the the Manchester store. Okay. And uh, I was working out here in St. Peter's. So first form was just starting. I think there was uh, Ignition and Level 1 were the only two products. Good products though. Yeah, good products for sure. And then uh, Formula 1 dropped. And then probably shortly after that, I moved to Texas for about a year. Oh, you did? Yeah. Where did you live? San Antonio. Oh, lived, okay, yeah. okay. Lived gotcha, down there yeah. for about a year, and then we ended up moving back here to the St. Louis area. So, yeah, even then, man, I can remember, like, telling myself, like, this company is going to be huge. I was actually kind of bummed I moved because I'm like, man, there might be a ton of opportunity here. Sure. I, little did I know they'd be as big as they are. You know what I mean? Like, I knew they'd be big, but... 
They're doing a lot of good things, man. And he's just a hell of a leader for sure. Yeah, and I mean, I think he's you know the first one to uh, to say as well that you know it, it didn't come right off the bat. I think yeah, you know, he grew process. into those roles too. Uh, I think you know people look at Andy now and they're just they're blown away, and and I am too with with his leadership and how he approaches his company and what he does on a daily basis. But um, I'm sure for him it took time as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it all takes time, man. Being but. being patient with yourself. There's it can be hard, yeah, but it, it does mean a lot in the long run. Yeah. So what's next for you, man? I mean, you're you're building the business. Yeah. You know, doing the podcast still, right? Like, what's 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 on the horizon that you're, you're yeah. really looking towards? So, man, you know, the in the short term, building element is really that's the focus. That's the focus right now. Yeah. Um, I would love to be able to help students grow their own business down the road. Um, I'm working on putting a book together that is going to basically give a lot of knowledge as to how you start a business from from scratch and it's going to be geared more towards chiropractic students going to have a little bit of my story but I'm also going to include some information from other uh, successful chiropractors and people within the business world that can help give tips because I want it to just add value it's not just my opinion it's you know what's what's been out there so that's exciting I, I was really pushing that hard and then kind of took a step back because I realized, look, I I can't branch out too much yet because there's still so much within element that I need to grow. Yeah, you don't want to spend your, you know, spread yourself. Correct. And, you know, it needed a lot of attention. So I kind of calmed that down. I'm like, you know what, I've got all that info and I still want to do that. I'm going to revisit it. But for now, I need to dial that back a bit. And, you know, the podcast was kind of similar. I was trying to do one a week and, you know, maybe one extra that was a shorter one. And it just got to be to where it felt like I was just working too hard to do the things that were once fun. And so I've kind of dialed that back to once every couple of weeks. And again, as the business gets more in place, we're, you know, finishing some of the back end processes. I'll put a lot more emphasis into that. Um, I've actually, we haven't really announced it yet, but going into the new year, there's a, uh, there's a girl, uh, she's, she runs uh, one of the fitness studios around in Dallas. Uh, her name's Paige Martindale. We are looking to, join for my podcast and be co-host maybe it's like once a month we get together and you know whether it's us two interviewing somebody else or it's just the two of us sitting down and chatting about whatever topic nice she just has so much value people love listening to her and she's a graphic designer so i'd like to kind of revamp our i like our logo but i'd like to revamp it to where it's a little bit more welcoming maybe add, you know, a picture of myself, a picture of her, you know, if we're going to do it that way. Yeah. So Switch she's got a up. cool eye. And so I'd kind of like to, you know, take a look and go, hey, how can we do this? How can we maybe improve some of the the music? But really just just improving the process is putting ourselves, you know, my wife and I, our goals in, you know, five years, five, six years, I guess I need to look back at the numbers again. Now we'd like to be completely debt free. Oh, and nice. so we're making really strong moves tightening up a lot and spending areas that we were very loose before, you know? Yeah. So that's kind of where we are in our world, you know? And I think my wife and I would like to have kids here and, you know, the next little bit. And so the combination of all of those things is really just, you know, I kind of look at really within that five years, what are we, what are we trying to accomplish? And and so I think we have a lot of growth and opportunity ahead, but, you know, trying to, like you said, not spread too thin. Right. And, and, you know, want to be successful at home first. Yeah, man. Well, you're in grad mode, my friend. That's that's good, man. I'm excited to see what the future has a whole, you know. Whole I think I, I think that's always going to be the case, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, how how can it. the folks like check you out, man? Sure. Uh, so my page on Instagram is Dr. Pennell Five. So D R P E N N E L L Five. Element Health and Wellness page is is the Instagram. My Facebook page is Dr. Matthew Pennell. So you can check that out. We've got, a, you know, we're trying to educate, do a lot of information there. I actually just downloaded that new app, TikTok. Yeah. Have, do you have that? I'm on there. Are you? What do you think? Um, you know, man, I downloaded it some time ago, and I haven't yeah. really done anything with it. But it's it's really, where all the kids are. That's that's what they tell me. So I downloaded it to kind of play around. We're on the that. old guys now. That's right. Holy I know. Hell. Yeah. When did that happen? Yeah. So Last my name night. on there is Doctor Pennell Five. If you want to check that out, we're just going to start sharing some little short videos and things like that. Yeah. You know, I feel like it's it's almost like you don't want to be late to the game, right? I yeah. mean, we're already late to it to begin with. So you know, trying to stay ahead of the curve on all of that stuff. But 
you know, feel free to reach out to me. You can, you know, shoot me an email or, or go through the pages. Yeah. I love chatting with people. And then the so. podcast is Entrepreneur's Edge. Yeah, the Entrepreneur's Edge podcast. It's yeah. the, the full thing is our... Uh, Which, I mean, you have like almost yeah. 50 episodes up there. So, I mean, there's still a good catalog for people yeah. to listen to. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, Adam and I were talking. I took a little time away from it when we moved down to Dallas. And, you know, we've we've amped it, you know, revamped it. And, uh, you know, we're continuing to work and grow that process. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's there. And I think we'll... Uh, We'll just continue it and, and roll from there. But I'm excited to see everything you're doing. You've got some good ones coming out here and, you know, listening to uh, some of your podcasts on the plane and whatnot. You just have a, a cool approach. So I'm very appreciative. Thank you. And, and I wish you all the best. Buddy. Oh, thanks, man. Hey, I really appreciate you doing this today. And, uh, yeah, that's all I got for today, dude. All right, dude. Um, everybody, until next time. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for listening to that episode. If you are getting value out of the podcast, do me a favor. Listen. I'm stealing this from the one and only MF CEO. I just sat down with him on episode 129. If you haven't listened to it, go back and check that one out. But I need you guys to pay the fee. What's the fee? Go and tell a friend. If you're getting fucking value out of what we're doing here, if you are enjoying these conversations, go subscribe to the podcast if you aren't subscribed already. Subscribe on YouTube. Tell a friend. On Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and review. Any of these things helps. Just pay the fee. Tell one person per episode that you're having, that you're getting value from. You know, just share this thing. Help us grow. I cannot thank you guys enough for doing that. As always, big thank you to Convergence Media Group. Go check them out at convergencemg.com. They work with companies across all platforms or across all industries, rather, and they will help you grow your brand uh, in a digital world, they'll help you with content creation, they'll help you with strategy sessions, they'll help you build your brand across all platforms. And uh, man, they're just an amazing group of humans. So go check them out, Convergence Media Group. Also go to imposedwill.com. Check us out over there. We have a full line of apparel for you. Imposed Will, we are, we are a lifestyle mindset brand. We offer coaching. We offer apparel. You'll save 10% off the apparel when you use the code outside at checkout. But we're just help you to he- we're here to help you impose your will on life. So go check us out, imposewill.com. And uh, hey guys, that's all I had for you. So uh, I will see you next time. Just keep being awesome humans. I love you guys. Peace. Mwah.